Welcome back, everyone. This is the latest solo strategy episode of Microfamous, and I want to talk about today is just simplicity, right? Um, there's a lot of chaos in the world right now. There's probably a lot of chaos at home. I know for a lot of my friends and clients that have, you know, kids that where everything is kind of up in limbo on whether kids are going to go back to school, and uh, and there's just a lot of things in the world right now that are that are in chaos, and so in our business. Um, it helps to keep things as simple as possible. And I know that there's a lot of people in the listening audience that probably go, how in the world do I do that? Because I've got so many things to do. And that might be true, but I think a lot of that we put on ourselves through lack of prioritization, uh, lack of being realistic with ourselves in terms of how much time and energy and bandwidth we actually have. Um, you know, if you have 20 items on your to-do list and you only ever check off 10 of them every day, and so you're, you're constantly feeling behind the eight ball because you never, ever get all 20 things checked off your to-do list. I would argue maybe 20 things don't need to go on the to-do list. Maybe you need to knock it down to 10 and be realistic, but then hold yourself relentlessly and ruthlessly accountable to those 10 things that are most important. But that's, uh, not everybody wants to go that approach. That's a little. Uh, that can be a little harsh, and uh, and doesn't give us a lot of room to hide. Like we got to make sure it's the right ten things. If we're only going to have ten things on the to do list, and uh, not not everybody wants to take that approach. So um, I want to talk a little bit about just the things that I do, the three ways that I keep my marketing lead generation for the agency simple. I think they might be helpful. They're all things that I would recommend to any coach, consultant, speaker, uh, trainer, or business author, because they're all things that feed new relationships into the business and then nurture people once they're in our world uh, to be converted to our belief system and they promote our podcast at the same time. So first one I want to get into uh, is daily outbounds and outreach. Before I do, I just wanted to thank everyone who who likes the show. Uh, you know, if you've been sharing it, if you've been subscribing, if you are subscribed right now, I really appreciate it. If you enjoy the guest episodes, you may have noticed those are split off into a separate feed. So just search on your, your podcast app, go look and search micro famous conversations. And that's where all the guest episodes are now located and, and being published. And uh, so make sure to go subscribe to that. And thank you again for everyone that's left a rating and a review on either of those podcast feeds, because those are huge. They feed the algorithm. Uh, they're like instant credibility for the show. The more ratings at the show, has, which means that we can get better and better guests and better and better content for you. So it really is super, super helpful in reaching new people and in getting great guests to come on the show. So I appreciate everyone that does that. So let's talk about the number one way that I keep my marketing lead generation simple, which is daily outreach. And, and when in the times where I have stuck with this, because there was a time when I set it to the side while I was working on the book, and, and I noticed that just the pipeline of incoming relationships wasn't as strong as it used to be, so I restarted it. Now, I'm, I'm putting it a little bit on, on steroids because uh, in the future, in the near future, within the next, you know, I would say 30 to 45 days, I'm going to be bringing on somebody to help me scale up my outreach a little bit and, and just be an extension of me uh, on LinkedIn, which is kind of my place to build relationships in, in, in the agency world. And uh, so you may see that happen, but, uh, but the foundation of it is things that I do myself that I know work. And the first thing is daily outreach. So I mentioned that the kind of the best place that I found is LinkedIn. You might find Instagram or Facebook works really well for you, but uh, I know that this approach will work on any platform because it's, a, it's not a tactic-based approach. It is a relationship-based approach. So here it is. My basic strategy is to identify two people each day that I'd like to connect with. Now, typically, this ends up being a combination of a few different types of people, but my priority is always potential 
strategic partners for the agency. So who are my strategic partners? Well, they are people that have relationships with my audience of coaches, consultants, thought leaders already. So they have trust and influence in that space. And if they got to know me, like me, trust me, they could send business my way. That's my criteria for who is a potential strategic partner. It isn't somebody that's raised their hand and said, hey, I sent, I send referrals. It isn't somebody that knows me yet. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a cold outreach, right? So these are people that when I look at them, I think, okay, these are people that have influence and relationships with the types of clients I'd like to work with. Great. That's the kind of person I want to connect with. Beyond that, um, outside of that very, very first priority, the next types of people I'm going to look at are folks who might be good potential clients just themselves for me. Um, they might be good potential podcast guests for me. And then usually towards the bottom of that list is good potential podcast guests for my clients or my friends that are kind of in the business. I don't really have to worry about, you know, booking podcast guests for our clients because we have, you know, a whole department within our agency that does that for our clients' shows. So it doesn't fall on me. Um, it's something that I used to do a lot when, when we had enough, you know, a few enough clients that I could do all the guest booking myself. That was one of the last things that I let go of in my agency. But I don't have to worry about that these days. So right now, if I stumble across somebody that is just too good to pass up and I think, ooh, I need to reach out to them myself because I, I have an in, I have a mutual connection, then I'll just quickly reach out to them myself, even though they might not be as high a priority. But if I can help my clients along the way, get them some good connections, and I happen to spot somebody like that that's too good to pass up, then I'll reach out to them myself. So this might take, you know, reviewing five profiles, it might mean 50. Um, so I, I, you know, that's, that's the part that's flexible is I don't want to reduce the quality of the people I'm reaching out to. So I'll take the extra time to go through 30, 40, 50 profiles in, in order to find those two, if I need to, that are really, really good. But sometimes it takes me just a handful to find those two, you never know. But once I've identified who I'd like to connect with, I craft the outreach message and I send, you know, two outreaches every day. Uh, and from there, then I just dip into LinkedIn and I respond to, you know, past outreaches, I schedule calls and I make introductions from there. And that leads me to number two, because that that's really what creates and sets up the opportunity for me to do more of number two, which is strategic introductions. And in this world of coaching, consulting, thought leadership, the strategic introductions are just the best way I've found to bring genuine value to other people and strengthen the relationship. Uh, there's nothing that I find as impactful and startling and surprising as, you know, getting done with the podcast conversation and just asking very genuinely, hey, you know, who can I look out for to introduce you to? You know, who's that person that if I could connect you with them, it would make a huge difference in your business. And, and I've told a lot of people this, the, that I ask this question. This is like the question I ask after any kind of major conversation, any kind of podcast interview, whether I'm the host or the guest, I don't care. When I meet somebody and I want to build and strengthen that relationship with them, I always make sure I get that question in. Who is it that I can introduce you to that would make a huge difference in your life or your business? And the response that you get to that question, because it's so rare, is absolutely incredible and priceless. You know, sometimes people don't always have a good response, and that's okay. But I intend to follow through with it. So when I ask the question, if they can come up with somebody I'm going to mark that down and it goes into my Trello board, which I have a whole board where I track relationships and especially new relationships. And every week I sit down with somebody on my marketing team and we review that Trello board of relationships and we go, okay, I was just featured on this podcast this week. Who else is the host looking to interview? Who else can I connect them to? Who do I think would be good to interview them? Where, you know, how can I introduce them to a podcast host that would feature them? 
Um, you know, who did I connect with for calls? Who, who was a, you know, who, who scheduled a consultation this week that we can follow up with? Who is a good client, you know, potential client who is on one of our clients podcasts that we can reach out to and introduce them to somebody else to add value, right? So we're asking those questions on a weekly basis with everyone that has kind of recently come into my world, as well as going back through my strategic level of really top you know, high priority relationships to ask, okay, you know, it's been, it's been a few months since we connected with, with John or Peter, you know, who can we look out for to introduce them to that would add value to their lives? I'm asking myself that question every single week. So it's a way of strengthening relationships through strategic introductions. And the more systematic you can make it, obviously, the more consistently it happens, because that's the problem with strategic introductions is we can intend to do it all we want, but good intentions usually don't amount to much. What counts is what actually gets done. So I've built it into a system. It's in my relationship system that strategic introductions are a cornerstone. They are, they are a regular strategic intentional piece of what I do as part of my relationship system. And so it doesn't get overlooked. In fact, we actually track the number of strategic introductions that we make in the agency every single week and every single quarter. So that is my, uh, that is my, my little spill on, on strategic introductions. Uh, again, I cannot emphasize them enough. In this world of coaching, consulting, thought leadership, I know of no other better, more valuable way to strengthen a relationship, to build a relationship, to get a relationship off to a great start and accelerate a new relationship, then to genuinely ask and follow through with strategic introductions. Now, let's move on to number three. And this is more for uh, the people that we can't necessarily build really deep personal one-on-one -on -one relationships with. This is more about building relationships at scale. And that is the email nurture system. So at this point, we have 60 days worth of, of emails that go out to somebody that joins our email list. So if you get my, you know, if you see a Facebook ad from me uh, that offers my a free digital copy of Microfamous and you get into our email list, you're getting 60 days worth of content. If you get my, my copy of Microfamous, the physical copy, where you get the physical copy for free if you cover shipping, that's at microfamousbook.com. If you get that, you're going into the email nurture system and getting 60 days worth of content, right? So the, the people that I have come into my world that I don't get to touch them personally by having a conversation with them face-to-face -face on Zoom, like on a podcast interview or, or an actual phone conversation with them, um, I, I want to touch them on a consistent basis, you know, two to three times a week with really valuable content, mostly content pull, pulled from my podcast, honestly. Um, so it's giving them and not only just the, the email content is valuable in and of itself, but then the emails are promoting my podcast which is a way, a much better and more effective way for me to build relationships with many people at scale, right? Because they get my voice in their ear for 15 or 20 minutes, or they get to hear me have a conversation, a really in-depth conversation with another thought leader for 45 minutes. And so I'm using my email nurture system, not just as a way to kind of, you know, pound content into people that subscribe to my email list. It's, it's a relationship forward approach. I want every single one of those emails to be so valuable that they're worth paying for, right? I want every single one of the podcast episodes that those emails are mentioning and sending people to, I want each one of those podcast episodes to be so good that they're worth paying for because it's like a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, consulting session essentially. And so, I'm using that email nurture system to build relationships at scale with more people than I can touch individually. So that's the third element of how I keep this simple. Now, let me say a brief word about, like, how does this all tie into simplicity? Well, the daily outreach is just, you know, reaching out to two people every single day. 
in some cases, I will go and I'll do three or four or five if it comes easy. But on the days when it doesn't, I have a floor of performance, right? It is not a ceiling. It is a floor of performance. And that's really what counts. In terms of reaching your goals, it's great when you have a ceiling, but you're not going to hit the ceiling every day. What counts is what's the floor, right? And, and the problem with going, well, I'm going to reach out to 5, 10, 10 people, 15 people, is that that's Monday. Then you reach out to 10 people on Tuesday. Then by Wednesday, it's five. Then by Thursday, it's one. And then by Friday, it's zero. And it's debatable whether you come back and do it again the next week. If you keep your performance floor attainable and you never fall below that floor and the, and the floor of performance, the lowest level of performance is designed to get you to your goals, you will never not hit your goals. That's something that I learned from, from a good friend and, and business coach in, in my world. Performance floors are everything. Performance ceilings are great, but your floor is what really counts and what gets you to your goals. So that's the first thing, you know, like the, just the way that I look at like the daily outreach. Why is there only two of them? Because that's my floor. From time to time, I do more than that, but relentlessly two every single day is, what is that? 40 a week, 40 a month? Yeah, 40 a month. Um, I could do more than that. I could do 40 in a day. The problem is, is they won't be as high quality and I'll quit. <laughs> and so I know myself. And so I don't hold myself to standards that are unsustainable, right? You know, I only hold myself to standards that are sustainable over time. And so that's, that's part of how I keep things simple, right? Again, going back to the idea of a to-do list, I don't want 20 things on my to-do list if I know that on an average day, I'm only going to get 10 of them done. So on an average day, I want my to-do list consist to consist of what I will reliably and sustainably accomplish that day. And then on the days when I do have more energy, I can go above and beyond that. But my to-do list is designed for simplicity to get me to my goals by just operating at that sustainable level that I can do relentlessly, methodically, day in and day out. So if you have that approach, it allows you to keep a lot of things a lot more simple. Now, that does mean, you know, being a little bit ruthless with yourself and and lopping off some things off of your to-do list that sound good and they might be good. But just remember that the 80-20 principle tells us that out of every 100 ideas, 80 of them suck. Only 20 of them are good and probably only a couple of them are really home runs. So we don't have to do everything. Uh, I think it's always really, really valuable to have that perspective that look, if I have 100 ideas, 80 of them suck. And I don't always know which ones they are. But if you can put some thought into it ahead of time and keep things off of your to-do list, understanding that 80% of the things on that to-do list probably don't move your business forward, then you can zero in on the 20% that will make a difference and make sure absolutely that those things get done without fail. And then everything else is optional. So that's the approach that I take in terms of simplicity, daily outreach, strategic introductions. And when people come into my email system, they, have a, they are being nurtured for a specific amount of time. And then from there, they go into uh, the regular kind of weekly emails about the podcast. And hopefully that by that time, they are subscribers to the podcast. And they're just in my world and they're getting nurtured through the podcast. That allows me to keep my my marketing simple. I don't have, you know, 17 different follow-up sequences. I don't have, you know, 21 different ways that I bring in new clients or new connections or new relationships into the agency. That really is three cornerstone ways that I keep the marketing and lead generation simple for the agency. And hopefully that's something that you can incorporate. Uh, and just that mentality of building a floor of performance, rather than always trying to hit a ceiling, build a floor of performance that gets you to your goals so that you can just work at that, that same sustainable level relentlessly over and over every single day. 
and uh, and it really is super motivating to see your goal like just see that that constant daily progress towards your goals rather than going in this huge fits and starts you know where you have a big project and then you have a big crash afterwards where you're exhausted and have no energy and then you have to recover and then you do all that cycle over again i'm not that like that doesn't appeal to me that works well for some people and some people spend their entire business career on that roller coaster ride that is not my jam so if you're like me and you like simple you like clarity you like moving forward with calm confidence and just relentlessly methodically every single day working your way towards your goals like straight up the compound effect these are the three ways to uh, potentially look at incorporating and just that mentality keep that mentality of being relentless and methodical you just keep coming and to me that's really motivating to look back and realize the progress that i've made when i track those kinds of activities and i can look back over the last you know quarter and i can see you know 30 40 introductions made and i can see you know daily outreach has been taking place for the last you know 370 days or whatever it is you know when you can look back and you can see that compound effect in your history over time and you get that sense that you're just on a relentless methodical march forward it is incredibly freeing uh, and it, it makes such a huge difference in taking off the mental weight a little bit of trying to grow your business. So hopefully that's helpful. I know we kind of went a little bit all over the place. Thanks again to everyone that shares the show with, with a friend who's in the coaching consulting business. Um, thanks to everyone who rates and reviews the show online. I read every one of them. I really appreciate it when you drop a rating and a review on iTunes. It helps feed the algorithm. It helps put the show in front of more people. It helps build the credibility of the show so that we can go out and get bigger name guests and, and they feel really comfortable coming on the show knowing that it has an audience. So all of those things, just know every single thing you do to support the show helps and I notice and I appreciate. So thank you again so much for all of that. Thank you for your time. That's the thing that I respect and appreciate the most is that you spend time listening to the content. You get something out of it and I love to hear how you're applying it. So hit me up anytime. Shoot me an email. Shoot me a Facebook message. I love to hear about it and we'll talk to you soon on the next episode.